Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. We're honored to have with us today an author. Her name is Margaretha Javits. You've heard her husband on this program perhaps five times in the last five years, Ambassador Eric Javits. And there's a new book out. It's called The Folkungs. This is about folklore, romance, history um, regarding royalty in Europe and Sweden. And we're going to talk all about it. The book is available at Amazon in softcover and ebooks. It's published by Barrington Books. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about our guest today, Margaretha. Esperson Javits was born in Stockholm, Sweden. After graduating from Teachers College in Stockholm, she left for the United States, where she earned her doctorate in psychology and higher education at Columbia University. And um, it's a it's a long book; it's over 600 pages, and um, it's compelling reading. And uh, we urge all of our listeners to get this book at Amazon, softcover or Ebooks. Let's first learn what is a folkung. Please explain that to me, Margaretha Javits. A folkung was a name of a clan in Sweden in the 13th century. Of course, they existed before that, but that was the culmination of their power. Uh, since Swedish is a um, Germanic language. Uh, the name folk, if it, for anybody who speaks German, means people, and kung is king. So it was the king of the people, if you really want to translate it. But um, this uh, family became very powerful because uh, a high uh, person in, the, in a noble family married the king's sister, and he became the ruler, and from him, Birger Jarl, came this whole long family. And they ruled for about, um, let's say, a hundred years, and um, this is the story. It is not a boring uh, historical book at all. It um, tells the history as truly as it can 
but uh, in between uh, the uh, happenings that have been uh, have been um, oh, <laughs> that have been recorded we're just living with them like normal people so it is not a sort of cold and boring story it tells from the time and the beliefs of the people. Very good. Now, let's uh, talk about what Folkongs stand for. What are their values, their beliefs, uh, their concerns uh, throughout history? Uh, please explain that. Well, they were like any ruling family uh, of a country in those days. Uh, we, up in the north, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, uh, we're a little behind the more continental countries like uh, England, for example, Germany. But uh, we hung in there, and uh, they solved most problems by war, uh, if there was some reason for it. And it was very, very often very personal reasons for it by the top guys. Sometimes to gain land, of course, but uh, at other times it was just to hit the other guy on the head. It was, um, you know, like every family or families, because they were incredibly intermarried. And marriages was really, really important in those days. If you had a connection with another family, you were part of that family or clan, as the Falcons really was. And they um, wanted to, you know, fight each other at, at times and at other times help each other. So that was basically what they stood for. Uh, in Sweden at this time, we have three brothers. And uh, the oldest one, who is a very young boy when the book starts, and his brothers are going to unfortunately have a feud through their lifetimes. And uh, that's not really unique for Sweden uh, or Denmark or Norway or any other country. But what is unique is the way they live up there. We have to think about the climate. It was cold. And we have to think about uh, how they could move around. Uh, visiting one of the other countries could take up to weeks and it was done by horse uh, and by boat only. So, you know, it was big groups that moved around and there were hardly any good roads. So this made it kind of difficult, but they wanted it that way, obviously. Uh, they moved around quite a lot, actually. And that uh, that's basically what was but what did they stand for like with everything themselves mm -hmm. um, the you talked about these arranged marriages and that's something that may be very foreign uh, to our listeners on the Rusk report on ESPN AM 1520 um, uh, we don't see much of that today maybe there is some still with royalty um, uh, what about arranged marriages? How difficult were they um, 
for the uh, spouses to get along when they didn't know each other or they didn't date? They no, I mean, marriages was a job mm-hmm. for the women at the time. I mean, if you think about it, there are only uh, 12 royal houses left in Europe now. And uh, most of them uh, in England, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Belgium, Holland, Spain, even in little Monaco and small Luxembourg, there are uh, the wives are commoners and husbands. So uh, now, finally, this uh, is not what it used to be. It used to be absolutely a law. If the father, the king, for example, will tell his daughter that you are going to marry um, the king of England, well, you did. There was no question about it. Uh, Lots of sadness, but no question about it. Sometimes these marriages worked out very well, and people became partners and, uh, you know, did the job together, so to say. And that was common everywhere in Europe. But um, for some, of course, it could be really, really difficult. I can imagine. Uh, For those who have just tuned in, you're listening to the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Our guest today is the author of The Falkungs, Margaretha Esperson Javits, and uh, this is available at Amazon in softcover and ebooks. It's published by Barrington Books. And um, we've had her husband, Ambassador Eric Javits, who is also an author on this program many times. If you're listening in Buffalo, New York, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand, and we'd like to hear from you. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next culture presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. A little more information about our guest, Margaretha Esperson Javits, the author of The Folkungs that's available now at Amazon, softcover, and ebooks. Mrs. Javits served as an assistant dean in its School of General Studies for Columbia University for several years before leaving academia to work at a leading advertising agency in New York. Our guest today, the author of The Falkungs, Margaretha Esperson Javits. Uh, let's talk about the uniqueness, um, what's exceptional, different, captivating about Swedish history. Margaretha Esperson Javits. Well, for uh, unique for all the Scandinavian countries because they were uh, close 
most of the time, apart from wars here and there when those happens, is, of course, the nature. The forests are incredible. Norway's coastline is unbelievably beautiful. And the animals that uh, live there are not the normal ones that we sort of hear about. And then it has a unique history of uh, gods, which were the Vikings. And uh, they were, um, Christianity only really reached Sweden in the 12th century. So uh, we didn't have the problems of the church versus the crown in Scandinavia until then, while there was a lot more going on in the southern parts of Europe. But we have uh, also unique tales, and uh, for example, folklore like the Vetters in Norway, little guys who lived under the house, helped the uh, owner uh, with the cows and the critters that he had on his farm. And uh, he got, in return, a place to live and a place to be uh, really appreciated. We have in Sweden, for example, the very uh, special one called the Huldra, and she had a big hole in her back. And uh, if you saw that hole, you would win over her. She had big mines in the mountains, and they, uh, when she needed people to work there, she would run out in the forest and find some strong young man and lure him to her mine and uh, give him a very pleasant evening and night, except, of course, the next day he was in the mines. Mm-hmm. And we have the old gods, you know, that lived a long time in Scandinavia. And it's still sort of referred very friendly, uh, Valhalla and all of that. And they believed, uh, you know, in psychic travel. They were afraid of witches. But um, that happened in other countries, too. But we had our specific uh, folklores. Let's learn more about the royalty in Sweden. What's exceptional? What's different? What um, what makes its mark in history of the royal family in Sweden, their history? You're talking about the Falkungs now, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, because they had a real interesting history. They, um, I mean, you have to unfortunately read the book because it's a long story. But uh, you can also see in that how important it was for the countries to stay together, uh, you know, through intermarriages, as I've been saying, and you can see how very important that was. But still, even though they were brothers-in-law or something like that, uh, because it was, of course, mostly kings, uh, their wives, uh, country became part of their country, but they still had fights and uh, they took sides and this kept going on. So I don't know if there was anything specifically unique about Sweden in, the, in that case, but uh, all three countries were playing the same takeover games. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, Senator Pat Galvin, 
National Republican Committeeman from New York State, Charlie Joyce, a leader in the national pipeline industry, and Lou Knotts, uh, CEO of Kelspan Corporation in Buffalo, New York. Now, let's talk about how the royalty battled with wars, fights for power, to keep power, to gain power. You talked a little bit about the intermarriages, but now let's talk about the battles, the fights, the blood. Oh, okay. Well, it was a lot of that. And uh, it was because of, uh, you know, land very, very often. Uh, and it was old grudges that came up. And uh, they uh, had, at the time, the uh, nobility uh, giving their taxes in armies. In other words, every powerful Swede had an army standing ready to go to war. And uh, they always, uh, you know, were called by the head of the nobles to uh, meet for, uh, you know, get together for councils. And there it was decided where they would go. And mostly, of course, the Swedes stuck with the Swedes and the Norwegians with the Norwegians, etc. But, uh, you know, things happened. And then, of course, uh, they ran away uh, with the armies, and uh, they were rather bloody confrontations. They would lay siege to um, uh, different uh, fortresses. Uh, And also you know, outright middle-of-the-field type wars where you just hit each other over the head. But, um, and also through treachery and uh, specifically within the families. This was, and this is what this book is all about, the three brothers and their uh, brothers-in-laws in the different countries because of the intermarriages. But, um, uh, the wars were rather short. It was, uh, you know, they really attacked, and that was sort of to be fought to the end. They were brutal in the way that they burned the villages and, uh, you know, the people who were in there. And uh, this continued, you know, for maybe months maybe a year or so, but it was not any long wars. And it was all the normal war machines uh, of the Middle Ages that we have read about, you know, the catapults and the towers that they pulled towards the walls of the castle they were attacking. And, um, uh, you know, the archers behind the the big shields and all of that. It's the same thing as I think people who read uh, stories all the way back from the Greeks and uh, Alexander towards uh, all of the um, uh, books on historical fiction from England. For those who just tuned into the Rusk Report, we're speaking with the author of The Falkungs, Margaretha Esperson Javits. She lives in Palm Beach, Florida. This is a book about romance, folklore, in Europe, uh, fascinating um, historical analysis. 
and uh, it's available at Amazon and softcover and ebooks published by Barrington Books. And again, she's married to Ambassador Eric Javits, who's been on this program many times. If you have any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And we greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners also. A little bit more information about Margaretha Esperson Javits. She accompanied her U.S. ambassador husband to Europe for eight years before returning to the United States. And again, they live in Florida now. The book is The Falcons at Amazon, softcover and ebooks published by Barrington Books our guest on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Let's talk a little bit about the intermarriage of Swedes, Norwegians, and Danes in European royalty. Maybe you might want to give some specific examples of these marriages for power and opportunity for European countries. Okay, well, I am named after the most powerful of uh, the... uh rulers and that is Queen Margareta that ruled from 1389 to 1412. Uh, she came in other words after these uh, Falkungs but she was the daughter of the Danish king, married the Norwegian king and later was asked by the Swedes to, to uh, be their ruler as well. So this Margareta is the only one that has ruled all three Scandinavian countries. So uh, it's nice that it was a woman, I guess. But um, there have been very few um, female rulers. One, actually, is in my book, uh, Duchess Ingeborg, uh, that uh, ruled for one year because her son was not of age to take over the crown. And then, of course, it was... uh, Queen Christina, who never married and was the daughter of Gustavus Adolphus, which is known in this country. But uh, we didn't have an awful lot of warrior kings, but we had Gustavus Adolphus and Charles XII. But um, in this book, uh, the Swedish king marries the sister of the Norwegian, no, uh, sorry, the Danish king, and the Danish king marries the Swedish king's sister. I would say that's a pretty strong ties between them. And uh, so the other two brothers that is in this book, one was expected to marry a Norwegian, and the third one, someone from a uh, rich uh, Germanic uh, principality. So uh, these women were really quite powerful. Uh, They had a lot to say because they, you know, unconsciously took the side of the country of their birth. So they did make quite a difference. I'd like to talk a little bit more of queens. We're always fascinated by uh, Queen Elizabeth in England and their royal family. Uh, But before we get to that, uh, the book is The Falcons. Our guest today is Margareta Esperson Javits, uh, the author. The book is available at Amazon in softcover and ebooks, uh, published by Barrington Books. So let's talk about the r- significant role of queens in 
Swedish and European history uh, from your perspective. Um, how powerful, how effective were the queens in Europe? Well, I would say that they were pretty powerful uh, because they normally had uh, their own country behind them as a um, friend to the country that they married into. So, yes, they were very powerful that way. And uh, we can see that when we read the many different... Uh, uh, Go on. Yeah, sorry. The many different uh, uh, stories from uh, England, specifically, mm -hmm. uh, where the different houses in England married. Uh, the War of the Roses, for example, it was v very much run by a lot of uh, women. Maybe not all of them queens, but most of them sisters of kings and so on and so forth. So, uh, yes, they were very important. And they uh, followed the rules uh, like <laughs> the rules that were set up by their brothers, fathers, and themselves. So it was it, it, that was equality then. And actually, they had uh, something to say about their uh, dowry, it couldn't just be taken away from them uh, if there was a breakage of a marriage or something like that. So they had uh, property also, so they had power that way. We have a few minutes left on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 with the author of The Folkungs, Margareta Esperson-Javitz. How much of your book is based on reality and history? Well, that's the thing about historical fiction. It's like riding a historical train. Every station you come to is true historical moment. In other words, uh, a marriage, a uh, gift of a property, a um, death, etc. All of those things are correct. A war, not naturally. Uh, but what happens between those stations, that's the rider's good part you can make the characters into what you feel the story demands. And, uh, you know, in other words, they can be bad or good, but knowing the whole picture of the historical thing, I think most writers get them pretty good. But uh, if what they said and what they did uh, in little things, of course, that's, that's fiction. I'm sorry we have to come to a close on the Rusk Report. We've learned a great deal from the author of The Folkungs. Um, this is a book about uh, European and Swedish romance folklore. And our guest is Margareta Esperson Javits, the author of The Folkungs. It's published by Barrington Books, available at Amazon. Again, if you're listening in uh, Toronto, Manhattan, or northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production, for the past 15 years. And thank you for enlightening us about your book, The Falkungs, Margareta Esperson Javits. Have a great week.
You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.